Well, last Wednesday, uh, Ash Wednesday, uh, uh, Pastor Kurt uh, uh, mentioned uh, to us that this year, of course, we're celebrating uh, the 500th uh, year, uh, anniversary of the, uh, of the Reformation. <clears throat> it was in about uh, 1517 that uh, Martin Luther tacked a list of 95 bullet points or 95 uh, invitations to debate concepts and ideas. Some of those had to do with um, uh, uh, repentance, what is true repentance, indulgences, the sale of indulgences to somehow, somehow uh, buy forgiveness, and as well as uh, the power of the Pope, and, uh, and what is the true treasure of the church, namely the gospel. Uh, last Wednesday, uh, or rather on Wednesdays, we are talking uh, about the Ten Commandments. But on Sundays, we're looking at the, uh, uh, the sacraments. Today, we're looking at Holy Communion. And then on Wednesdays, we'll be looking at the Ten Commandments. So, um, it, is my, uh, it is indeed my joyous privilege to share with you this morning some reflections on the power and the purpose and the grace of Holy Communion. Holy Communion, uh, we know, is called Holy Communion. It's also called the Lord's Supper. It's also called the Eucharist. The word Eucharist, uh, uh, translated, simply means good grace, or we also translate it the great thanksgiving. Now, the word that strikes me as I think about Holy Communion, is that simple word, remember. Do this, Jesus said, to remember me. Why do we take communion? We take it that we may remember. There is great power and blessing in remembering. When I forget my status as a child of God. The power drains out of me. I start to look inward, and there I see only failure and shortcomings. Once in a while, you know, we'll hear about uh, a a young person or a middle-aged person, could be, that have been caught... uh, uh, somehow in addiction, and their, their life is a downward spiral. But on that way down, somehow or other, they have a remembrance, they have a recollection of the family from which they came, <clears throat> remembering their place as a, as a, uh, around, the, around the dinner table, their place as a child in that family. It's not unlike um, the story, of course, of the prodigal son who is off uh, feeding the pigs in a far country. And while he's there, he's hungry, he's starving, and he longs to eat on the pods that the pigs eat. And then we are told in uh, uh, Luke chapter 15, uh, 15, verse 17, listen to this, these precious words, (laughs) I love them. And then he came to his senses. Wow. And then he came to his senses. 
And that is, you see, when, the, when he remembered his place in the family, he began to remember that uh, his father's hired hands had more, to, um, had more to eat than he did. And so in that remembering who he was as a child of his father, he, he uh, turns and makes the long, dusty road back to his father's embrace. Isn't, to me, isn't that a beautiful description of Holy Communion? It is as though Holy Communion brings us to our senses. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and it is through Holy Communion that I remember I am a sinner, yet saved by grace. My status, I remember my status as a, as a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Wow. Oh, my. It doesn't get much better than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you a quick story. It's not in my sermon here, but all right, this is when you get really scared. My wife does especially. And uh, <laughs> when I, I went to uh, uh, Concordia College up in Moorhead, Minnesota. Went up there my first year, 600 miles from my parents. And uh, I was having the same, frankly, just to be honest, I was having the same uh, problems with allergies and nonsense like that uh, that I still have today. And I became very discouraged, and I, I wanted to quit college uh, so much I could taste it. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I had heard that my uh, home pastor was going to be at a youth conference in Minneapolis, from Morris, Illinois, to to, uh, uh, to Moorhead, Minnesota, where the college was, about 600 miles. And so uh, we had a chance to meet together at, in Minneapolis, and uh, somehow or other, we made the connection. <clears throat> And I got to meet uh, my home pastor there. His name was uh, Pastor George Vokes. Still remember him dearly. And we sat uh, in a kind of a sitting area in one of the balconies outside of some meeting rooms. And I remember sitting there with him. I don't remember hardly anything else of the, congregation, of the conversation after I poured out my heart to him. And, but just as we were about to uh, uh, separate and say goodbye, he gave me a Bible verse that has stuck with me for, oh my word, I guess 50 years, hate to say that. But the Bible verse, and I share this with you this morning with great joy. It's from 1 John chapter, one, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. You might get a chance, you might jot it down, look it up. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called the children of God. Oh, wow. See what love the Father has given us. All right. Now, I'm going to take a drink, and I'll be there. I'll be back. No. Now, when, when Jesus 
told the disciples to do this in remembrance of him. He was talking about more, more than having an intellectual recollection of some past event. It would be like uh, uh, something like uh, uh, remembering more than uh, going to the store for my wife to pick up, uh, for, for myself to pick up, uh, say, some uh, milk and, uh, and butter. <clears throat> Sandy will say to me, uh, dear, oh, dear, would, would you mind going to Harlan's and picking up some milk and some butter? Oh, yeah, I'd be glad to do that, sure. <laughs> and then the problem is I get down there, I got the milk. Hmm. What was that other thing? So I took home a loaf of bread. Anyway. <laughs> or she'll tell me, uh, oh, dear, would you mind going down the basement and taking the darks out of the dryer? And then uh, put the towels over uh, aside so they get a chance to dry a little more. And I, oh, sure, dear, I'd love to do that for you. And, uh, and so I go down dutifully and take the clothes out of the dryer. And then I think, hmm, <laughs> what was that other thing? So anyway, uh, I don't know how she puts up with it, frankly. <laughs> My intellectual recollection of facts uh, isn't the best that it could be. But the remembering of Holy Communion is much more than recalling facts. Jesus was a Jew, and as a Jew, the dividing line between past and present <clears throat> was never clear and sharp. As a matter of fact, it got kind of, kind of fuzzy. The Old Testament people of God look back to their ancestors. And in their own mind, in their own way of looking at things, they entered into the lives of, of their ancestors. In the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, Moses writes uh, these words. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and our affliction, <clears throat> our toil and our oppression, and the Lord brought us out of the land of Egypt a might with a mighty and an outstretched arm. <clears throat> that may have happened centuries before or, or, or ages before, but the people of Israel, even today, see themselves as entering uh, back in to that time so that the sins of their ancestors also became their sin. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the freedom that came to their ancestors also came to them. To remember the past as we do in Holy Communion is like coming, like storming uh, brings the, brings the uh, past storming into the present. So also in this great and simple meal called Holy Communion, to eat and drink 
at the Lord's table is not some sort of uh, symbolic eating and drinking. It is indeed a reliving. A reliving of that first last supper with the disciples in the upper room. And so when we come to the Lord's table, uh, we come, as it were, to elbow in with the disciples as the Lord shared his body and blood with them. And so he says as firmly and as lovingly today as he did to the disciples in that other room, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body, this is my blood shed for you. He says it as firmly to us, just as firmly and as lovingly as he did to Peter and James and John and Bartholomew and Judas and the, and the rest. That is the kind of remembering, is it not, that brings our, the sacrament to life for us. This is no quaint little ceremony we do once in a while. It is absolutely packed with power and purpose. It, is absol- it absolutely glistens with meaning as the past, the, as the, the life and death of resurrection of Jesus Christ comes storming into our present. Uh, some years ago, there was a movie entitled uh, The Olive, uh, the Onion Field. And uh, in the, I, didn't, I remember kind of not re- liking the movie very much, but in this movie, in order to find the truth of what had happened, there was, had been a killing of a police officer. In order to find out what happened, they picked up the, 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 uh, <clears throat> the jury, the judge, the lawyers, the defendant, and a half a dozen others and moved them out uh, to the onion field where the uh, crime originally took place. They had to recreate the original moment in order to gain some insight to what was going on. In <clears throat> that's when the truth comes out. And as you and I come to the Lord's table this morning, uh, the truth comes out. Huh? The truth comes out. I am a sinner in need of a reminder of God's great love and grace for me. And so the full, powerful, gripping drama of that first last supper becomes just as full and just as gripping and just as powerful to us here today as it did to those who first received it. Well, uh, there is a, there's an old adage uh, that says you can't relive the past, but not so for every child of God wanting uh, Holy Communion. Holy Communion brings us smack dab back to that first night when Jesus gave the bread and wine. 
because when we take communion, we do indeed relive the past. And there is another old adage that goes out the window with Holy Communion, and that is, you cannot know the future. For we indeed, as children of God, know our future. This holy meal not only relives the past, but it looks forward to that future. It's a, a holy, I'm sorry, holy communion is, as it were, a victory bank, banquet for the children of God. So when Jesus speaks to us this morning, we also remember his words that one day men will come, people will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. Oh, wow. That's what Holy Communion does for us. It is indeed a reminder that the battle that you and I face every day has already been won. It's already been won. And so, as we uh, used to sing here uh, years ago, this is the feast of victory for our God. Our Lord Jesus Christ invites you to his table of grace indeed this morning. Come to the Lord's table. Come. Repentant, yes, to be sure. But at the same time, come joyfully, triumphantly, elbowing your way in with the disciples in the upper room. And then come expectantly, anticipating God's new day. For this is indeed the feast of victory for our God. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.